The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest from the world of sports, DFS, and gambling. With over five years of hot takes and millions of downloads later, I guess he's been doing something right. Now, sit back and listen to one of the sharpest minds in the game. Here's your host, Dwayne Callender. All right, folks, so the AFC champion has been crowned. We have our Super Bowl set, and I'll I'll freely admit I was wrong, but I did tell you guys exactly how the Chiefs' win condition would have had to play out, and it followed the exact game plan because I said it from the outset. I didn't see how the Chiefs could score 24 points without a defensive touchdown. They didn't get a defensive touchdown. They won 23-20. to They won the time of possession battle. They won the first down battle. They chewed up clock. And they were on the field for 33 minutes. Like, that that was the game plan. They managed to slow down the Bengals just enough to barely creep over the finish line. And I know folks are going to talk about the penalties and they're going to complain about the officiating. That's not what cost the Bengals this game. The Bengals lost this game because Patrick Mahomes managed to will himself through the pain of the ankle and outsmart the Bengals' defense. Because the fact of the matter is, and I'm bringing my dad on the line here shortly to talk through this, by the end of the game, Patrick Mahomes had two healthy wide receivers, one of them being Marquez Valdez-Scantling, whom Aaron Rodgers could never actually make viable as a top receiver, let alone be the number one receiver to, to lead the team in receptions to save the day and the season. Like, like this is like in four years, in four years, Valdez Scantling, I, I'm, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, how many games Valdez Scantling actually had over a hundred yards where it didn't come down to him just catching a bomb just to get over a hundred yards receiving. Valdez Scantling had like, uh, had six catches for over 120 yards and and a touchdown and basically ran precision routes, which, again, my mind is kind of blown here because Valdez Scantling is not a great route runner yet. <laughs> and, you know, I we, we make fun of Valdez Scantling all the time. It's like part of the reason why his route running is so bad is why I nicknamed him Montenegro Villarreal Scandinavia because between all those th- different places, that's where he could go on a passing route. Mahomes somehow figured out the play calls, and and Bienemy gets the credit for this too because everyone's going to give the credit to Andy Reid. This is Eric Bienemy's crown jewel moment because with a depleted roster, they managed to find the plays to run it through Patrick and have Patrick figure it out which pass routes these receivers could actually run to make themselves because they did not get separation. Let, let, let me be clear. The Chiefs receivers did not have separation. If you want separation, you go look at the ba- the plays the Bengals were able to execute and, and the space that the Bengals actually did get separation on. The Chiefs had to do it with trickery and misdirection to get their guys open. And even then, it still came down to Mahomes manipulating with his eyes to get enough room from the defender to not stick their hand in and deflect uh, deflect the ball. Because that's the crazy part. The only misstep for Mahomes this entire game is the fact that he lost the fumble because he landed on the plant leg and didn't have a good grip on the ball. That was literally the only mistake of the entire game. Yeah, when I saw that, I was kind of worried. I said... Uh, maybe that that ankle is finally gonna derail him, but he sucked it up. You, you gotta give him credit for that. He sucked it up. 
because that definitely was the cause of that fumble. Yeah. I mean, you saw it. So I, I thought that, hey, you know, he's probably going to go off and he, he may not come back or, you know. No, well, I, well, this was this was my whole fear this entire game. I wasn't sure where the Chiefs were going to be able to get a running uh, running game going. The Chiefs never got a run game going. It never happened. Like, this was strictly all on Mahomes trying to figure out a way of winning this game on his own because Kelsey was banged up. Kelsey did his damage in the first half, and then in the second half, you saw him slow down because the back tightened up on him. Like, uh, like that's where it really came down to. At the end of the game, <laughs> like Mahomes was trying to make it work with Pacheco and uh, Valdez-Scantling because Hardman w- went down. Juju went down with a knee injury. Tony was already out with an ankle injury. So he basically had Sky Moore and Valdez-Scantling and then is working it through all the other tight ends. Yeah, Kelsey was out there, but Kelsey started becoming more of a decoy than anything else because you, if you watch the, if you watch that second half, Kelsey could not run the deep routes anymore. Like they were, they were, they were doubling, tripling teaming, but like he, he didn't have the explosion to get off the bumps that they were running on him because they ran, they ran, they started jamming him, and then they had the guys over the top. And usually, even with that, when Kelsey is healthy, he can still do his little wiggle move and still split the defenders. He could he couldn't he could not get separation anymore. So you, that's how you knew Kelsey was starting to slow down because of that back. And they they basically said, "Yeah, beat us with Valdez Scantling." And <laughs> like they he actually managed to win that game with Valdez Scantling. I I I can't believe that actually happened. No, no. <laughs> but this is one Super Bowl, you know, the Chiefs are going to be glad that this is two weeks. You know, they, they need to, if this Super Bowl is just next week, uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, they, like, they, this, this is one where they absolutely need every single bit of those two weeks yeah, to yeah. to get guys as healthy as they can be. Yeah, it's the walking wounded with them. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm starting from the top. <laughs> yeah. But, but, I, I, but, this, but this, was my, this was my argument this, is, and this entire week. I thought this was a pretty one-sided affair with the Bengals, like because realistically, the Chiefs had this one win condition: control the clock, keep the Bengals off the field, Mahomes can't have any turnovers, and hopefully you get a run game going. Basically, they couldn't get the run game going, so they had to rely on the short passing game and just try to set up screenplays and hope that basically when they did have to throw down the field that someone could get themselves open. They didn't even get that. It basically came down to Patrick Mahomes having to think his way through some of the coverages he's seeing from the Bengals and just try to look guys off and then come back to them and hope that they ran the route correctly. Uh, this, this, when you talk about a gutty win, this, this is what they're talking about. You know, when they say, you know, this is this, this a real gutty win. Yeah, it's it's the win like this that, that they're actually talking about. But but this is but this is why I said the Chiefs were the third best team in the AFC this year. Because, to me, it was clear-cut that it was either going to be Buffalo or the Bengals as we were going in through the AFC playoffs. As I'm looking at all these teams, like the teams that actually made the playoffs, to me it was the Bills or the Bengals. The Chiefs basically were outthinking their way through all these games, but if a team executed properly, I didn't see where Kansas City was going to find a way to win the game. Now, in this scenario, it's not as though the Bengals played a horrible game. It's just that the Chiefs executed a, a very good game plan, and I give Steve Spagnuolo credit where credit is due because he did blitz Burrow. He did blitz Burrow, but he 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 restrained himself enough with the blitz packages that he didn't go all in with the blitzes and leave himself vulnerable over the top. Because if you realize 
that the the way the Bengals usually bury the Chiefs, like with the big pass plays, you didn't get any 40-plus yard pass plays from the Bengals tonight because of the fact that even when uh, Burrow was able to recognize the blitz uh, uh, pickups, he still didn't have a clean uh, clean pocket enough to get those deep throws. He had to he had to check it down more than he wanted to. Yep, he, he couldn't. He could normally he hits. Um, oh my god! Usually he gets over the top with Chase, but it, but Higgins like people people were concerned about T Higgins being hurt. Higgins looked fine. Like like Burrow had his weapons. That that and and this is why when people talk about who's the best quarterback in the league, it's like to me I laugh because this is like this is a non-debate in my opinion and yet people want to throw the stats at me. Listen, Burrow's great. You love you like you 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 love Josh Allen. I'm not as big on Josh Allen, but Josh Allen's right there. But to me, it's clear clear cut that Mahomes is is the best QB in the league, and it's not even close. It's not a close debate because if you because everyone always wants to say that oh it was because of Tyreek and he asked Kelsey no it's because of his athletic ability and his ability to think in tight situations that you rarely see the brain cramps that you see with other QBs. Like yes, he may make mistakes. But the way he thinks about it on the fly, the only other guy, dude that I know in recent memory who thinks in the, in the, the game in that term is Brady. And as, and as great as Brady is, I always say Brady's the ultimate opportunist because if you look at Brady athletically, Brady's incredibly limited if you have defensive pressure. Even when you bring pressure on Mahomes, normally... Mahomes can still get around it and still uh, find a way to uh, think outside the box. Tonight, he had to just try to think because he knew he couldn't move. And that was the, the uh, that was the crux of it. Like, what would Mahomes be able to do when he didn't have his athleticism to benefit him in a go-around? Could he actually find a way to get it done and do it while under, uh, while under duress and pain? Like, that, that, was, the, that was the question. Because that Cincinnati team did have his number. They can say what they want. That, that Cincinnati team did have his number. Yeah. They're, they're, uh, well, this this is one thing because Friday, that was the big thing on ESPN. Is is Burrow better than Mahomes? If he's, you know. And, and Callie, you, 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 know, you know full well I do not bother listening to you. ESPN well, debate yeah, conversation because I I, I I don't I don't like wasting my time. <laughs> yeah, no, Greeny and them starts these things to to get people to watch, you know, um, you know. But their logic is that, you know, if Borrow had won this game, it definitely would have to say that he's the better quarterback because he's beaten home so many times and you know whatever whatever, you know. So. I mean, my thing is this. It ain't like in those games that Mahomes played bad and he couldn't score or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all of those games was over. He scored over 30 points. So it's not like if, you know, when he meets this guy, this guy does score so much and he doesn't be able to score. So I didn't buy into that argument. But this one will put it to rest because this was Mahomes not healthy and without his weapons and he still figured out a way to win this game. Listen, here's here here's how bad of an here's how much of an indictment this is on basically the entire league. Mahomes gives up his best weapon in Tyree Kill. The game changer in Tyree Kill. The Chiefs admittedly take a step back. Bring in guys like Juju and Valdez Cantley that no one really thought could fit. And they really didn't fit well in this team at all. They had to trade for Tony from the Giants because Tony quit on us. And... (coughs) Excuse me. But with all that, the Chiefs took a step back. Offensively, they took a step back. There's no denying it. Yet, Mahomes kept them afloat. And still kept them successful enough where they're 14 and 3. 
regular season. Folks were writing the Chiefs off as if, because remember, the Broncos loaded up. The Raiders loaded up. If you look up and down, the Chargers were loaded up. The AFC West was supposed to be a murderer's row. People didn't think the Chiefs were going to make the playoffs. There was talk that the Chiefs might not make the playoffs. I wasn't one of those people, but there were people actually saying the Chiefs might not make the playoffs. And so, the fact that with everything that went on in the AFC, because the entire AFC loaded up, the NFC we knew was going to be a free-for-all because no one really did anything in the NFC, and it showed because it was the weakest NFC conference in decades. Like It's actually a role reversal because I compared it to back in the early 90s when you only had the Bills in the AFC, and then... It was whoever was going to win between the Niners and the Cowboys in the NFC. That's what this kind of turned into. It's just like whoever made it through because the the tipping point for the Eagles goes back to the A.J. Brown trade. The A.J. Brown trade swung the NFC towards the Eagles because they had, they had, even though the NFC East was the strongest division, that's only because of how bad all the other divisions were in the NFC. So to me, it's 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 an indictment on the Eagles. Not that the Eagles aren't a good team, but it is an indictment on the fact that how shallow the competition was in the NFC that allowed for the Eagles to be in place here. Because if when you look at the, and a simple fact of the matter is, the Eagles' path to the Super Bowl came down to beating a Giants team that you and I both know as Giants fans was not very good. They 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 won through coaching and hard work, but man, that team did not have talent. And then today, you're going up against a third string QB with a good San Francisco team. Don't get me wrong, San Francisco, very good defense. And offensively, they they know how to position themselves enough to, uh, to give you enough distractions so they can run their offense and actually move the ball. Purdy gets knocked out the game in, within the first two minutes, and I and I already, I already messaged everyone. It's like, I cannot bet on the Eagles, but this game's over. You might as well put all the money on the Eagles. The game, the, the game had barely started. The game was over. The game was effectively over as soon as uh, Purdy realized he couldn't throw the ball anymore with his elbow. Because I knew it was Josh Johnson coming in. Josh Johnson, who got cut by the Giants so they could upgrade with Tyrod Taylor. And, Callie, I know you can't see me with the air quotes on the upgrade with Tyrod Taylor. But, you know, the game was over. Like, like I literally have struggled to think of a team with a weaker road to the Super Bowl than what the Eagles actually had to go through. The Eagles did not face any adversity for... Basically, the entire year, the the biggest adversity the Eagles faced was trying to beat a, a Giants team that benched all their starters so they could clinch the division. Like, th- this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so, to me, it's, it's an interesting Super Bowl because you have a Chiefs team that basically kind of went through a meat grinder of a season, even though they w- went 14-3. It was, it was a struggle. Of 14 and 3. And again, the Chiefs didn't get the same excuses the Vikings got for uh, the close losses that they had. It just was assumed that the Chiefs were going to lose to either uh, Buffalo or or the Bengals. And I, I give the Chiefs credit because to me, I didn't see a scenario. Well, I did see the scenario, but realistically, the, the, the win condition I described where you control the ball, you don't make any turnovers of consequence that you get punished on, you limit the other team uh, to uh, a couple of turnovers themselves, and then you try to hold a Bengals team with Higgins, uh, Chase, and Boyd to under 27 points. Like, that's a ridiculous request to ask of a defense, yet somehow the Chiefs actually pulled it off. It's a team win. Don't get me wrong. 
But the fact that Mahomes was actually able to gut through everything that went on today and the defense, to their credit, even when, because that, that was a pivotal, uh, pivotal point. When Mahomes had the fumble, the defense held up and made sure that the Bengals, uh, uh, and again, I I, I, cre- I credit I credit the defense uh, for this. You know, they could have rat. Uh, they literally could have ra- unraveled after the fumble because after the fumble, you would think, you know, Cincinnati goes down and scores. It's the it's it's uh, tied up all going to into the fourth quarter. Bengals are going to take this game over. Like that was the general feeling from uh, uh, the people who were messaging me. Is like, man, the Chiefs gave a hard run of it, but the Bengals are going to take over. And even I had to, like, even I had to think about it. And I'm like, yeah, it's a it's a tough ask that the uh, the, the uh, that the uh, Bengals don't win this game because when when you look at it, it's like. It, you know, you you're you're into the fourth quarter. The Bengals tied up. Wh- where where is the Chiefs uh, gonna be able to slow down the Bengals? A again, and how are the Chiefs gonna score? Basically, the, it it came down to the defense held up, and I know people are gonna complain about the penalty, but that's a penalty. You can't shove the quarterback out of bounds. He lost track of where he was on the field. It's just that simple. The mental mistakes at the end of games is what cost the Bengals uh, tonight. But but, but, let me tell you something. In that run that the, 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 um, the Patriots had, where they won all those Super Bowls, it's a lot of mental mistakes by other teams. Yeah, a couple of those Super Bowls that the Patriots should have lost. Yeah, but that, but but that but that's that's why I always say Brady's the ultimate opportunist because yeah. realistically, the mental mistakes don't just didn't happen with Brady teams. Yeah. It's not it's it, it's not as though Brady was the ta- was the most talented dude. It's like you know when they started coming up with the TV twelve and this that and the other. It's like. Yeah, Brady makes some comeback drives, but realistically, it's because Brady minimizes the mistakes that he keeps himself in position that he can make a comeback on you. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's a lot of different things. It's 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 um, John Fox going for two, you know, all those times in that Super Bowl, and and the quarterback messing it up, you know. Uh, Oh God, that Jake Delhomme Super Bowl is still still triggers me. It still triggers me. Still trigger. Still, it still triggers me that Jake Delhomme, as bad as bad as he played, they still had a chance to win that game before John Casey kicks the ball out of bounds. It's still triggers. Still triggers me. Still triggers me. Yeah, between him and 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 if John Fox could learn to count, you know, you know that would have been great. You know, if, if Matt Bryan doesn't take that, I don't understand how an experienced quarterback don't understand. The one thing you can't do is take that sack. You know, the one thing, you can't take that sack. It's got to be the last thing you say. Above all, don't take a sack. And what he does, he stands there with that ball and takes the sack. You know, so it's, yeah, Brady took advantage of every opportunity you gave him. But they always did give him an opportunity. That's the problem. Yeah, you know they, they, that that's that and that and that and that was the reason why he lost to Eli because he yeah. Eli he, 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 Eli 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 pitched the perfect game and there, yeah. there you go. Well, yeah, it's, it's it's in that first game in that first Super Bowl that they won. The roles were reversed. The, the the Patriots went down the field and scored too quick. I thought that Randy Moss touchdown. I said, hey, hey, we still got some time here. You know, and true enough, the Giants went down. You know, 
be it the, the miracle catch and all of that. But that's what the Patriots did because that that game against the the the, the game against the 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 Seahawks, you know that the, you know it's another game that they should have lost. They went down, they scored too early, and the Seahawks had all that time. But you know, Pete Carl outsmarted himself. Yeah, so it's 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 always like that. You know, it's sometimes you need a little help from the other team. You know, because most of those Super Bowls and most games that you don't get help and you win, it's those lopsided games, and you don't want those. You know, so. Uh, you know, it, it, it is what it is. But I, I, I actually did not think, you know, especially after that fumble, that I thought that fumble would have been the turning point and, you know, you know it would have been a good effort, but the Chiefs would have come up short. Uh, it really surprised me that they got it out after that, 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 that fumble. I thought the fumble would have been the turning point. Yeah, exactly, and that's where it came down to having that again. The team, the team aspect of the Chiefs and what they've done all year, they find ways of winning these scrappy games. And again, pure. I know folks are going to hear me say this, like, "Well, how come you couldn't give the Vikings this kind of credit when they won tight games?" Because the games that the Vikings won. They managed to luck box their way through, and it's a sloppy game. The Chiefs weren't playing sloppy. They were just trying to figure out a way of problem solving through what the other team's giving them. Like, there's a difference between winning close games. Winning close close games against uh, quality competition versus winning close games against teams you'd be smashing are two completely different things. And I got and I, and I and I and I always think like people always get caught up in box score and not actually at the content of the game itself. Look, let me tell you something. I don't want nobody tell me anything about you know how come you couldn't say that about the fight. Look, to me, if you didn't see what happened to the Vikings coming, you need to actually stop watching football. You know. That Giants game, I oh, I always thought the Giants had a great... I, I'm not going to say I'm, I, that I said, oh, the Giants are going to win this game. But I thought the Giants had a great chance of winning that game. And if it was San Francisco or Philadelphia we was playing, I wouldn't say that. You understand? I wouldn't say that. But I always thought that Vikings team was a fluke. I, 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 I never thought that, 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 that I thought all those law, those wins that they got, they were luck. They were, they were just lucky to get those wins. They never convinced me that they were a good team because as soon as you punch them in the mouth, they folded up. Look at the games that they lost. And that should have happened with that Bills game, but the Bills just figure out ways to let teams back in games. That's all that happened. You know, but 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 that Vikings, you know, I always thought they were phonies. I always thought they were phonies. You know, you know, people, oh, they won all those close games, but they won close games that should not have been close. That's the thing. You needed a field goal to beat that Giants team at home. That should not have been. That should not have been. Talent-wise, you're way ahead of that Giants team. So, you know, what are you telling me about? You had your hands full with, 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 with Detroit. Twice. And they should have lost that first game. You know, Detroit just messed, messed up with, 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 with a couple plays down to the end there. So, I, you know, I... I, I 
I don't think you can you can you can you can compare the the Vikings and the Chiefs at all. It's it's you you talk about two different kettle of fish there. You know. I I, I actually want to know where the where the, the Vikings are going to go next year, because I mean. If that loss against the Giants, then, then finally we know that we're we not really that good. You know? So, you know. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's an interesting game coming up for the Super Bowl. Philly's already favored, so, uh, I, like, I already gave it away. But, Callie, what, what do you think the line is for... That Philly Kansas City Super Bowl. Yeah. I, I, look, let me tell you something. I'm not going to minimize what Philly did. They're a good team. They're a good team. You know, they're a good team. I, they can win this. You know, they, 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 they can absolutely win it because. They have a good defense, a great offensive line, and, you know, a, a quarterback that could run. So he's a dual threat, so you you got to watch it with him. So, yeah, they can win this. You know, they could also lose it. Yeah, so, it, like you said, it's an interesting Super Bowl. Uh, you know, I, I got to wait, you know, at least next week, not no, not this week, next week, to to to, to, to figure out my pick. I gotta see how Kansas City heals up. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so actually, I'm I missed this during the game. The only reason why Purdy came back into the game, apparently, Josh Johnson got a concussion that we didn't know about. What I heard that from Larry Hardesty, I didn't realize that that is what was happening. I, you know, I mean, uh, like, j- I I don't know. So, like, it's like, I know because I I watched that entire game. I'm struggling to think like what hit that Josh Johnson took that knocked him out again. Like, honestly, it's like so 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 like you watch some of the hits Mahomes and Burrow took tonight. Like, they took harder hits than Josh Johnson took that entire game. It it, it 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 is wild, but um, yeah. But basically, what Brock Purdy said post game, he couldn't throw for more than five yards. Five, five or six yards. Yeah. yeah, they're like, but you could see it. It's like, like that. That's why I said the game was over because yeah, for yeah, Purdy yeah, to come yeah. out of the game, and you know he doesn't want to take himself out of the game. You know, it, like that injury is significant. It's like they're they're gonna have to do some MRIs to see like how badly he's hurt. Because when you can't throw the ball, that what he said, what he said when he got the hit, it it kind of sent like spasms from his elbow all the way down to his wrist. Yeah, that's you. That's you. That's usually the UCL. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's they're gonna. He's gonna take a. a they're gonna run the test. I, I think tomorrow they said. Because you usually when you get that, like because that usually happens in baseball, where you get that and you can't throw, usually they have to they they usually they have to do surgery on you. Like unfortunately, that's usually what it means. Uh, when uh, Josh Allen got that earlier in the year, that's why I thought the Bills might have been done outright. Allen came back by just resting it, but it wasn't the same. But, you know, could at least play through it. I'm curious about what Allen does in this offseason if he actually goes through and gets the surgery done or if he tries to go the route of just rehab and rest it for a couple of months because usually you don't want to be messing around with uh, uh, those types of injuries. So we'll see We'll see what they come back with Purdy. But, yeah, when, when you get that feeling and you, you start spasming, that's uh, that's usually a sign that you're gonna have to go under the knife. Yeah, that's that's what he said. He said he said he felt the spasms all the way down, and he said after that he couldn't throw the ball more than 
five yards or six maximum. So, you know, I, I mean, you knew the game was over then. Yeah. You know, because they, they, all they could do is hand it off. So, basically... Listen, I, I, you know, people may say like it's, 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 uh, it's being bitter and sour grapes and all that, but realistically, I can't think of a team that had an easier Super Bowl run with non-competition in a couple of decades than what the Eagles just went through. Because again, the Giants, Eagles are a terrible matchup for them. They're like the Giants' lack of talent, they don't have the personnel to deal with Philly. Now, the 49ers, they do have the personnel, but once they didn't actually have a quarterback to run the offense, I mean, you're you're basically left to do the Wildcat offense. Like, there's a reason why you need a quarterback <laughs> in pro football. It's like, no matter how good your offensive line is and how good your running backs are, if the defense knows you're running the ball because you can't throw more than five yards, it's a pretty bad, like, it's, it's not a good... It's not a good day in the office. I like. I'll just leave it at that. It's like there, there there's no amount of trickery because like Kyle Shanahan tried all these trick plays to, you know, sweeps and this that and the other, move the ball around. Realistically, if if there's no threat of someone going downfield and catching a ball, you, you're just wasting your time. So, no, no, it, you no, know, no. and I know people are gonna say. Well, shouldn't the 49ers have looked at the free agency pool to find other quarterbacks in case of... You're already down to your third-string QB. In the NFL, there aren't enough QBs left. Like, that's why the league is struggling so much with trying to keep protect the quarterbacks. Because, like, if you lose a quarterback, like, there, there's, just not, there's just not that many guys who can do the job. Why do you think, think Tyra Taylor and Trevor Simeon and them are still getting work? <laughs> Why do you think these guys are still... Have, have you watched those guys play? Oh, my goodness. Huh? Hoyer. I mean, these guys... <laughs> Brian Hoyer. <laughs> have you watched these guys play? Why do you think they're getting work? Because they don't... It doesn't have people out there. It, it, you know, that's why teams try to hold on to guys. I mean, there's a reason why, like, as much as we joke about it, and as old as he is, there's a reason why Chad Hetty is still a top 10 backup QB in the league because, yeah, Chad Hetty, Chad Hetty can barely move. He he, he, he can't throw down uh, far, that far down the field. It's not like it, it was, he had a big arm to begin with. But if you know your offense well enough and you can run a couple of basic plays, you are a top backup QB in the NFL because there's just such lack of roster depth at the position. I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm thinking that's going to start to change a little bit because, you know. The, 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 Callie, I know, I, know, I know what you're about to say. I know exactly what you're about to say. The, the, the fact the fact that they're actually going to bring in talented people to run the quarterback position in college, I know that's what you're trying to imply, Callie. Are you trying to imply that there are too many stiffs at the college football level that coaches keep plugging in because they're easier to control than actually having to come up with a creative playbook? Is that what you're trying to imply? <laughs> you know, because uh, what happens... There are so many guys in college that when when they come out and they get an NFL roster that it's kind of like like they're in the headlights, you know. So you know, I think so. I think it's gonna get a little better, but yeah, there's a lot. I mean, when you look around the NFL, look. Here's what happens. You go around the NFL, and you'll be like, uh, who's the backup quarterback here? Uh, and, and who's the test record? You might even remember this. You say, wait a minute, that guy's still playing? <laughs> it's like, you know, because I, if you had asked me, who's San Francisco test quarterback? I might not even remember. I might not remember that guy was playing for San and he ended up playing in the championship game. Didn't play good, but 
Well, 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 here's the thing. It's only because they drafted him as Mr. Irrelevant and then they traded they traded Nate Sudfeld, the 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 prolific Nate Sudfeld to Minnesota to back up Cousins. Yeah. All right, Kelly, I'll let you go because I know it's getting okay. late, though, so we'll, we'll yeah. catch up. Uh, okay, son. Yeah, All right. Thank you. Yeah, All take right. it easy. Okay. All right, folks. So, yeah, we, we got the Chiefs going on to the Super Bowl again. I did not see this scenario playing out the way it did. I gave you the scenario of how the Chiefs could win. I didn't think that they would actually be able to execute what essentially is a less than 5% chance of getting all those scenarios to align perfectly to get the win. Because it is a very small margin. Like, the way people were expecting the Chiefs to win the game, I just didn't think was very realistic because I didn't see... I just didn't see the Chiefs, unless Kelsey and... Tony had big games in server separation. I didn't see those other receivers being able to step up and do what they did. Mahomes found a way to make it work. That is, that is a testament to what he can do, the QB position. And I hope people actually look at the film to understand how Mahomes got those guys open. Because like this is one of those things where if you start looking at the coach's film and actually start diagramming, it's like, this is one of those fascinating games because, like, the Chiefs ran a couple of different plays that, in the first half, it, like, I'll tell you, it, it is truly uh, interesting how they set up some of these plays. But, you know what? I'm going to give my initial thoughts on the Super Bowl right after this. We'll do a quick break uh, before we uh, close out the show. So, stick to Don't go anywhere. The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast will be right back after our sponsors pay the bills. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome back to the show. Hope you got your popcorn ready. And we are back. So just to recap... Obviously, the Chiefs have advanced. It's a terrible betting night for me because I was on the Bengals side of things uh, in many regards. But just to go through how the lineup construction went for the... Because someone won a million dollars tonight. Uh, So Hustler23 on DraftKings won a a million dollars. And the winning lineup was Mahomes at QB... At 13% ownership, which lower than I expected. I thought Mahomes was probably going to be closer to 20, given the fact that it's a two-game slate. I mean, even Purdy got 10%, so I expected Mahomes to be around 20. I think everyone uh, started piling into uh, the Burrow ownership because uh, Burrow was almost 45% owned. I, you know, again, higher than I expected. I was expecting closer to... High 30, so uh, higher ownership on Burrow, lower ownership on Mahomes. McCaffrey expected, because this was a, just a tough running back slate, 
Pacheco, because the Chiefs were able to run, and Pacheco had five receptions, which was wild. Uh, you know, I really thought McKinnon was going to be in the game more as the better pass blocker. The Chiefs basically just forego uh, uh, the pass protection and just relied on Pacheco, even if he could only get three four yards to carry, just to try to p- move the pile enough to keep uh, uh, to keep uh, the Bengals honest. So like, that's really kind of came down to. So Pacheco, even though he only ran for 26, like it was non-existent rushing. It's like uh, he just ran into the pile. He ran into his own blocker twice. Actually, no, he ran into his own blocker more than twice. But like there was one where it was so egregious that uh, Nance and Romo uh, had to make a crack about it on the commentary because it was so bad. But... Yeah, Pacheco, no touchdowns, but because of the five receptions, that got him to the 13.5 points on DraftKings. And so he's in the winner. T. Higgins, 20 points. Jamar Chase, only 13. Uh, that that was the uh, correlation difference because uh, Jamar Chase had twice the ownership of uh, Higgins, and that, that's where it kind of came down to. And then... The shocker was he actually had <laughs> he actually had Kadarius Tony in the in the winter at thirty seven hundred, even though Tony got injured after the uh, after only one catch and he, he didn't make the catch in the end zone and that's the play he hurt his ankle on and couldn't come back. We got to see if Tony is actually healthy for the Super Bowl because again, I told you somehow. Mahomes made MVS the number one wide receiver. I don't see that happening in the Super Bowl with two weeks to prepare. Uh, but, you know, crazy things have happened. Uh, but, yeah, Tony was in the winner, even though he got outscored by no less than... Actually, that was the key. Yeah, he got outscored by Marcus Kemp, but no one would play Marcus Kemp because of the injuries. And technically, he did get outscored by Miko Hardman. Technically, you could have played Hardman um, instead. Sky Moore outscored him at 3K. So there were a couple of pathways. It, this is not the optimal lineup. There were a couple of pathways where, uh, you know, there was a couple of pathways where you could have actually beaten out Tony. But, yeah, the MVS call, I, you know... I can never get behind this one, this play. Like, MVS, six catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, because of how bad the, uh, the other game was, 26.6 points. That is your... MVS was the top score on the fucking slate. I can't... Man, I, I can't, Man, I already got a headache. It's like, this was a terrible day for bets and everything else and props. MVS is the top scoring DFS player. I cannot, I cannot get get my head around this. MVS, MVS is the top DFS scorer on the slate. It's like I knew he was the top scorer, but like he he cleared it by over six points. The next highest is T Higgins. Oh my goodness! Oh, this is a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Oh, but yeah. Uh, MBS Kelsey obviously because uh, Kelsey had the touchdown, and then uh, yeah because of the the uh, the two touchdowns did nothing else but Miles Sanders got there like I told you I like Gamewell more than Miles Sanders Gamewell actually had a good day rushing it's just that Miles Sanders got those two early touchdowns uh, uh, to put himself in the winner but that was a Miles Sanders game today and then the Eagles defense you know. Crazy how that is the Millie Maker winning lineup, but yeah, we got a solo uh, solo uh, Millie Maker winner today. You know, hats off uh, for the lineup. <laughs> it's like it, I, as I said, I I just cannot justify the MVS play, but it worked out. So you know, you tip your hat, you take your L, and we move on. But in terms of the Super Bowl, we've got a two point favored. Philadelphia Eagles squad. So Vegas is still unsure about how Mahomes 
and that ankle's gonna uh, for, uh, hold up over the next two weeks after uh, him being sent crashing into the outside uh, by Osai on the Bengals. Uh, you know, Osai like sobbing on the, uh, at the end of the game of uh, the mistake he made to set up the field goal because Butker was not going to actually clear the crossbar if that field goal was another five yards behind. That 15-yard penalty was huge because Butker did not get much on that kick uh, that sealed it for the Chiefs. So, yeah, wild how the game played out. But, uh, you know, in terms of the Super Bowl, again, Vegas is giving the early odds favorite to the Eagles. I told you how little competition the Eagles truly faced during the year. But you still got a banged up Mahomes. You got a couple other uh, considerations uh, to explore. I I just, you know, I just uh, try to tell folks to be tread carefully with Philly because I I know they've looked good. The defense looked good. The, The quality of competition is night and day. They can say what they want. It's night and day of whom Philly has gone up against during the year. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Could uh, Philly pull it off without question? But they are nascent to some of the coaching philosophies that they did not come across throughout the course of the year. So we're going to see. We're going to see how how it pans out. But, uh, yeah. Interesting night, to say the least. I'm going to get on out of here. Hope you guys enjoyed the recap of uh, uh, the games today. uh, And onward to the Super Bowl, folks, in two weeks. So that's all for now. Uh, Have a good one. And until next time, yeah, keep watching sports uh, because you know I will. All right. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all major outlets. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion? Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.